You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. In the world of Disney, the prince rescues the princess. But in reality, we climb down our own towers and find our way into the world. In many respects, our sexuality is like an unconventional love story. We grow up expecting romance to look like a fairy tale and sound like a dream, when the experience is actually clumsy, confusing, and isolating at best. While we have made huge progress in discussing and celebrating sexuality and gender across the spectrum, Experiencing an attraction outside of the heteronormative relationships can still feel overwhelming. In today's episode, Georgia Condon tells us about her first queer crush and how uncertainty led her to see herself fully. Welcome to the podcast, Georgia. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. (laughs) And you're here to chat to us today about your first queer crush yes yes and I am. that experience in high school was it in high school it was in high school yeah okay um it was towards the end um this is the first crush where I had realized that I was into women there was a couple uh close friendships that I hadn't identified as crushes previously oh really okay yes um so this is the first one where I was like yep definitely like women uh but this was just yeah this was just my first experience. All right. So what kind of high school did you go to? Like maybe set the scene? Um, I the went vibe. to yeah, I went to an all-girls school and it was Uniting Church as well. Oh, Catholic? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, pretty much the narrative around um, queerness and stuff was pretty much like, ooh, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and there were a couple other like relationships within the year group that people, it was very high gossip um, there was a lot of talking about it, a lot of, yeah, just very big drama around that sort of stuff. There were people in your year who were dating? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But it was pretty much like in secret. Oh, okay. Because I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Mm. And so that shocks me because I can't imagine it, be, like I can't imagine mm. having the courage to do that at yeah. a young age. Like what year was that around? I remember the first uh, sort of instance of it, it was in year nine. Okay. That's and an awful year to much, begin with. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I know. Uh, and that was when I sort of started thinking like, oh my God, wait a minute, what a, what is this feeling inside me? Yeah. Why? Do I want to be her friend? Do I want to kiss her? I don't know. Um, yeah, but I remember year nine, it was particularly scandalous. It was two of like the more popular girls and everyone was like, oh my God, well, if they can do it, wow. it seems like, okay. It started a revolution. I know. I know. I don't think they realized how iconic and impactful that was. But yeah. 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 So before that, had you 
had you already been exploring your sexuality like prior to that were you interested in men or were you just like were you somebody who was oh I'm not interested at the moment I'm yeah. just gonna leave that to the wayside and focus on something else <laughs> so um I actually was quite like afraid of like sex and stuff and like ideas around that um I, I don't know I think I was just a little bit like kind of icky yeah yeah when I was like 12 I remember oh my god there was a I remember I was 12 and I was in the locker room and somebody came up to me um literally like 7 30 in the morning to be having this particular conversation and they were like hey I've heard this rumor about you somebody said you're queen of the lesbians and I cried not because I was like oh gay I was like oh my god somebody's thinking about me in that way, no, I just, I'm an innocent little year seven. <laughs> I'm not doing anything with anyone, um, let alone the scandal, you know. Um, they, they, were, they were half right though. You know? so I, <laughs> I had the same thing where it was like <laughs> in year six, I accidentally fell over and my hat touched this girl's bum. <laughs> and then she went around and told everyone, she's like, Sasha gropes women's bums or like oh things God. like that. She's a lesbian. Blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Blah, 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 apologizing. Went around for like six months, this whole room of people like she would, if a girl was near me, she'd be like, do you really want to be hanging out with her? Oh my God. And I, so eventually I just got over it and then it's like, well, you're not all, you're not too far off. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, in horror. Like it's like, now that I'm older, I'm like, ah, like yeah, okay. Literally. Yeah. But I mean, it was a very similar reaction to if somebody had turned around and gone like, you have a crush on this boy. I'd be like, no, what are you talking about? No. Even if I did have a crush on him, I yeah. just, I didn't want to, I didn't want people thinking about me in, in that, that context. context. Yeah. And yeah. And it's a weird time mm. at that age. I don't think everybody's on the same page yet mm. in terms of sexuality. And I remember, you know, there was that book in the library that everyone would open up and they'd go through and they'd see the naked bodies and they'd oh, be yeah, like, yeah. this is the man and the women and they come together and they, mm. they make the baby, like, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I think like I was never really interested in looking at those books. I don't know about you yeah. at that age. No, I think definitely. I think I was just like a little bit like, I don't need to say that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, no, no, thank you. Um, so do you yeah. know what started you thinking about those things? Um, so I definitely, even though I was like, sex, ah, I'm 12, do not, don't talk about that around me. Yeah. Um, I was still like, you know, year eight, I'd be walking around Hornsby shops and I'd see a cute boy and be like, oh my God, <laughs> he looks like Logan Lerman, who I'm obsessed with. Oh. <laughs> um, white boy of the month, you know, the classic. <laughs> he ruled for like three years. Everyone had him as his desktop background, but. Percy Jackson. Yeah. Oh man, he killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I think it was around year eight where I would have that similar reaction, similar reaction, but like there's a cute girl in cotton on and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? Why do I, like, what is this feeling? This is exclusively reserved for boys. Mm. So yeah, I'd say that was sort of when it first started shifting. Um, yeah. Mm. And when did you feel comfortable when did you feel ever comfortable talking to somebody about it? Like talking to your friends about it, considering? Yeah. Um, so I felt particularly comfortable talking to my best friend at the time, who happened to be one of my first confusion crushes. We we spent like this year in year nine, pretty much. We'd hang out all the time. And since then, we basically like post high school, we were like, yeah, I think I had a crush on you, but I wasn't sure. Mm. We had crushes on each other at the same time. Very <laughs> cute. But um, yeah, we, we sort of... Um, had those discussions with each other and I think she was the first person that I was like I'm a bit confused I am kind of having this feeling and she was like 
yeah, kind of me too. Um, so we sort of just like eventually like worked through that and like came out to each other. Um, but yeah, we were in this larger group and I don't think I ever officially told anyone in that group. I kind of just suggested it to like test the waters and see if they were like, ew, what are you talking about? Or like, mm. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of nerve wracking, especially being at an all girls school. Cause like, like you were saying, if somebody thinks like, oh my God, she's looking at me and I've heard that she yeah. is into blah, 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 you know? Like it, you've got to sort of self-protect um, in that way. I really hope that, that that thought doesn't stick around for much longer mm. because it was so damaging yeah. in an all-girls school, that whole thing of like, oh, she likes girls, like stay away. It's yeah. just, just not, it's just not on. Nobody's yeah. even thinking about that at that age and also nobody's thinking about that in those hideous school uniforms. Oh like, I'm not like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just... Oh, yeah, and it was so damaging for me, mm. particularly through high school, to hear things like that and be like, oh, okay, well, I can't talk about it. Even though yeah. around you, like, society and the media is encouraging, mm. you know, queer experiences and, you know, getting rid of the heteronormative relationship norm. Yeah. Uh, you still are in school and the gossip, it just doesn't, it doesn't... Mm you don't feel like you're there yet. You don't feel like you have the space to breathe Yeah, in school. And, like, I, when I did have my first queer crush and I was, like, I uh, really stressed about it, she was in the same drama class as me. Okay. And since then I have told her, I was, like, you were my first queer oh, crush. Oh, great. She's and not she going to listen to this and be no, like, no. it was me. No, we were actually, um, yeah, I was hanging out with a couple of people on Monday and I was, like, by the way, I'm going on a podcast. I'm going to talk about you. Okay, cool. So you can talk yeah. about them. Yeah, I want to yeah. ask. <laughs> oh, who are they? Yeah, no, no you, don't, you don't need to name, but, like, what are they? What what was this person like? like so basically um, we were in uh, a play together and I'd never really like spoken to them properly before and it wasn't until like I'd gotten to know them that I was like, oh, my God, we get along really well. Oh, my God, I'm attracted to you. What's happening? <laughs> um, yeah, they were just like this really cool, like kind of quiet, kind of like almost stoic but just like, yeah, just like this really cool chick and um, – yeah, it wasn't, like, we just got along really well. Um, and I think, like, they got an undercut, like, a week after I realised I had a crush on them and I was like, no, this hurts, oh, my God. And I felt like I couldn't tell them because I was like, oh, this might, like, ruin this, like, nice little friendship thing we have and we were in the same drama class, so I was like, I don't want that, you know, in in class. Um, yeah. And yeah. this was year 12? This was year 12, yeah. Right, so you had, you, you'd come to terms with yourself, you you were ready mm. to talk to people about having crushes on somebody yeah. if they were the same sex. So I pretty much, uh, there were these two girls that I was friends with um, that I had told, but I didn't tell anyone that was in a drama class. Yeah, um, They basically figured it out. It wasn't like, <laughs> there was like a month later when they were like, when are you and blank getting together? And I was like, what, I, I, how did you guys know? And they yeah. were like, you're so obvious. You'd like stare at them all the time. <laughs> I literally, I had the biggest crush on them. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I'd tell these two friends in my group and I was like, do not tell anyone else. I was still, even in year 12, when I'd like, I'd come to terms with myself, I was so scared of girls that I sat at lunch with would just turn around and be like, oh, I want her to stay away from me. Even though I was like, I had no reason to think that they never said anything like homophobic around me. I was still like, you might think that and that's still a risk. And of course, when you're in your 12, your lunch group is your lifeline. And if anything happens within that, particularly in girls' schools, clicks suck. Yeah, it really, really, really does. Yeah. And were, so did you ever tell this person? 
I did. Yeah. How did that go? So um, it's a funny story, actually. Like a month after the play finished, um, she and I were doing a group project with a couple of people and we all went out to a cafe to like discuss ideas for this group project. And she and I were walking the same direction afterwards. Um, so we all left and I was like, oh, oh, no. Okay, so during this coffee, I remember we were all talking about this crush on a boy that one of my friends had in this group project. And we we're like, ah, oh, crushes, they're so annoying. They're so frustrating. They like fill up your whole head and it takes up so much space. And then she said, oh, yeah, I had a massive crush on someone during the year 12 play. And I was like, oh, my God, like in the play? And she was like, yeah, in the play. So I was like, oh, confirmed. She likes women as well. Sick. That's amazing. What if it's me? And I was like, oh, I had a massive crush on someone in the year 12 play as well. She was like, sick. So we were walking home afterwards. And I was like, by the way, that was you. And she was like, oh, my God. I had a crush on your friend, but that's like really cool. <laughs> and like while at the time I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to go home and just curl up for a little bit. Kind of relieved. Yeah. That it was just like a nice little like, oh, that's weird. Get away from me. Like and a weight like, off your chest. Yeah. Like I always think about that scene in Friends and this is a hetero <laughs> relationship, whatever, but it's just a good example. When Rachel wants to tell Ross that she likes him mm. or loves him or whatever and all of her friends are saying, don't do it, don't do it. You guys have been on and off again. Like mm. you're just going to cause more confusion. And she says to them, but people love being told that they're liked. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, it doesn't matter. And then she eventually tells him, she's like, I just, I love you. And he says, oh, and she says, that's, that's it. That's all I want to say. And he said, well, yeah, I'm in a relationship right now, but it's always nice to know that I'm liked. Oh <laughs> like, you know, and I think that's yeah. kind of in that situation. Mm. It feels, it feels like you're giving somebody a lot of power to hurt you mm. if, yeah. when you admit something like that. Yeah. And, like, while I was, like, a little bit, like, devo for, like, of a couple days, like, next week she was, like, let's go get bubble tea. I have a massive crush on this person. I want to talk to you about it. Like, it was just so casual. Still your friend? Yeah, yeah, we're still friends. No, 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 no. Oh, As in she oh, still no, had no, no, a crush no. on your friend? Different, different, different person. <laughs> I was, like, that's um, so insensitive. Oh, yeah, no, that that would have been a little bit, like, I'm not comfortable talking to you about that, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Talk to someone else about it. No, no, no. Uh, like, yeah. You know, we could still talk casually about stuff like that and she'd, like, yeah, I was still asking for my advice about stuff like that and we were just comfortable. Yeah, and it felt good to sort of be like, I used to have a crush on you and that was really cool and there's no pressure and we're still friends and it's all fine. How yeah. has, so this that was high school mm-hmm. and now you're at university, you've got much wider circles mm. um, and you're involved in the arts. So <laughs> obviously there's a lot of extroversion and people who are mm. very um, proud and able to communicate as well as people who are a bit more shy. But... Mm. How has your relationship with sexuality changed mm. since high school? I definitely feel a lot more comfortable with it. I think that, um, like we were saying with high school and cliques, it feels like the world's going to end if you have a falling out with a friend. But, like, yeah, at uni you can pretty much, like, choose who you want to hang out with. And if I were to say to someone, like, hey, this is a massive part of who I am, and they were to go, I'm not interested in that at all, you can just say, okay, that's fine. We can go our separate ways. Um, Pretty much everyone that I've met at uni, particularly through the arts, Mm. has been super accepting and super open to have conversations about it. Um, So, yeah, I'd say that my personal relationship with my sexuality and sexuality itself has opened up um, and I know there's so much more to explore and so much more to discuss. Uh, I've been lucky enough to write essays about, like, music and sexuality and, like, history and sexuality through my degree. Um, 
yeah, I just know that there's so much more than putting people in boxes and having certain definitions and just, yeah, being able to explore everything and anything about it. Yeah. The university thing is very interesting because I found that exactly like you said, when I was doing my English degree and we were going back and reading Shakespeare and we were talking about gender, gender queerness and, you know, and flipping the narrative, et cetera, and going into these old texts where people thought were straighty 180 and they're actually not. Mm -hmm. And suddenly (laughs) it kind of, I can't explain Mm -hmm. how that education, which wasn't a direct, you know, accept everybody, bloody I love everybody, Mm -hmm. opened my eyes to just how normal it is Mm -hmm. and how normal it was that these things happen. You know what I mean? In that you can feel this way. And I I also felt a huge, uh, like, I don't know about you, but do you, do you identify as such or do you leave it that open? Um, I identify myself when people ask me as bisexual, Mm -hmm. but that to me essentially means that I'm interested in people regardless of gender. Yeah. Um, and I know there is a massive discussion around like, say, defining people as bi or pan, um, Mm. because like, yeah, there were, um, I feel like those particular labels are kind of outdated in the traditional sense, but it's nice, I guess, for me to have something that I can say, this is what I am. Yeah. And if people ask for elaboration, I've got a quick little sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like definitions are only necessary if it's useful to the individual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because when I was being reading all this text and stuff in university, I suddenly realized that you don't necessarily need to identify. And even if you do identify, that doesn't mean you can't change. Yeah. Like just because you've told one person, oh, I'm straight, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't ever not date a woman or yeah. anything like that. Mm. And that was a big learning curve for me because I just thought you have to you have to know who you are all the time. Like, you mm. know, when people are like, know who you are, stand for what you believe in. <laughs> and it's like, I can't change now, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's also definitely something that comes into this, like, narrative of sexuality where people, like, say one thing and then a couple years later they're like oh wait a minute maybe I'm not that maybe I'm this Mm. there's like you almost feel like you're backtracking yeah when you're just absolutely not like yeah um change is a massive part of sexuality that's why they say sexuality is fluid um yeah yeah and I think it's meant to be fun whereas like I feel a burden sometimes (laughs) where it's like (laughs) oh I've only ever dated men and so people immediately think I'm straight. My family all think I'm like, all say, oh, I'm straight. And then it's like, do you bother saying anything to them about your non, you know, long-term partners or do you know what I mean? And it's like, is it worth having the conversation? Do I, do I have to do the emotional labor involved in that? Like sit them down? Cause they probably don't care. So I find that's hard for myself personally. I don't know how you feel. Cause I think you've, spoken so eloquently and so openly with your peers about this do you ever feel like that do you ever feel like I don't know if I need to say anything or should Mm. I just let let it go that kind of thing yeah I think um it's definitely a case by case yeah um for me it was important to let my family know just because my my parents are both slightly more on the conservative conservative side they they weren't exactly overjoyed and so when I sat them down I felt like an explanation was needed and so when I came out to my mum I kind of tried to frame it as like casual like I was at this party and this girl was talking to me and 
she tried some like tried it on and I just wasn't keen on it because I was secretly dating someone at the time um yeah yeah and she was like oh but you would have been interested otherwise and I was like yeah maybe I don't know I think so and then she was really quiet for a while and then we ended up talking about it after that for a little bit but she just needed that little two minutes just be like okay what's actually happening here sure to like reorient herself yeah 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 um and I remember telling my little brothers they were both pretty much like I, I just felt like I needed to explain um but I know that for a lot of people it's just like yeah this actually is a personal thing and I will tell you when it comes up yeah you know like the second that I go I have a girlfriend yeah here she is by the way into women um <laughs> you never had to know that before but now you I guess you do did you speak um, to your parents in high school about it or was it um, towards the end of year 12? Right. Yeah. So um, I actually spoke to my dad in first year and it was after the uh, plebiscite. And so we're having a discussion around the plebiscite and I was like, by the way, this is why I voted for it. And he right. was like, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a good like kind of natural way for it to come up. Yeah. But I yeah. think, yeah, do it in your own time is probably. Definitely. like It sounds like what you've done is you've, you've picked a moment that you feel comfortable opening up yeah. to your, both your parents about it you yeah. know? and rather than feeling rushed to sit them both down at the same time and say, yeah. Here, here's, here's the go. Yeah, absolutely. And that was after a couple of years of sitting in that decision and that process of figuring out what I identified as um, before I sat them down. Yeah. Like that was year 12. I started sort of thinking about that in year nine mm figuring out who I was around then and then taking those like three years to just be like, cool, what am I doing before I sat them down? And I sat them down separately because they were two completely different... Conversations. Yeah. They're two different people. They're two different... Exactly, yeah. There's not just like a parent blueprint, like how to come out to your parents, you know? <laughs> they're, they're two different people, two different histories. Yeah, it's very important, um, at least for me, to have those like lowercase p properly. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for little Georgia when she was in high school or for anybody who is who is uncertain and and a bit afraid of that uncertainty or anxious about that uncertainty do you have any advice for those people yeah um I think what I'd say to little Georgia and anyone that is feeling a similar way to how little Georgia was feeling is that no matter what happens whoever is right for you to be around will stick around no matter what you tell them and if you say hey this is a really important part of myself and they are really important to you they will stick around they will stick by your side um and just I would say wait till you're ready I feel like there's a lot of pressure um at least in like contemporary discourse to like be out and loud and proud but like if you're not ready for that yet you can sit and wait and everything is going to be okay um just take the time to figure yourself out get to know yourself and um, tell whoever's important to you whenever you feel like you're ready. Yeah. Basically, bottom line is everything's going to be okay. And you got to love yourself because you're very special and important. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for coming, Georgia. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Our teenage years can be a confusing period in our lives one where we find ourselves far more curious and self-aware about our sexuality. We may notice or pay attention to another gender or feel the expectations of gender don't align with who we are. When we begin to have these thoughts and feelings, the important and often brave lesson here is to acknowledge them. 
In ignoring them, we deny ourselves the freedom to explore who we are and ultimately find happiness. Whether it be a crush on someone of the same sex or an openness to all, sexuality should be seen as a form of exploratory play, something that should be fun, safe and enjoyable for you to express yourself in your truest form. So if you've noticed a girl or a guy or both, take some time, connect with them, read about other people's experiences, talk to loved ones and educate yourself. You'll soon discover that you are not alone or wrong. You are simply you and that's the best possible thing to be. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at modibody_red. underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be. Hold up. 